0: Hello everybody and welcome to WTS 184. My name is Danny Murray.
1: My name is Graham Merrigan. Some people call me Meryl. some people call me G-Unit. But I like Graham. Graham's a good one.
0: I like Graeme too. I like um, them all actually. Sure look, they're, they're all solid names after all. Um, yeah, hello and welcome along lads and uh, I'm hoping everybody enjoyed last week's return of WTS But before we start this week's episode, um, after last week's episode, we we got some very, very, very sad news. And um, we just wanted to start today by saying that um, our thoughts are with our dear friend and hero Caroline McGuigan and her uh, kids Connor and Amy after the sudden and tragic loss of John Pender, who is um, a pillar, a pillar of the community. And um, his, his loss will be felt by many people. Um, and our thoughts are, as I said, with Caroline, the kids, the entire SOS family and, and the board in general and anybody who benefited from John's help over the years.
1: Which there was many. And um, we'd also, we, we, I'd like to repeat the sentiments we put on our Facebook page where John and Caroline have put their arm around the community um, for many years. So let's just look out for for Caroline and the family and and people who we know who are close to the family. Let's put our arm around them like they have to us and to the wider community over the many years. Uh, John was a great man. He saw good in everybody um, and it's just it's just so tragic and it's very, very upsetting. So, yeah, we're thinking about them and we will
0: be for the foreseeable future. Yeah, so um, it is a sad note we start on, but I'm sure as uh, as everybody will appreciate the show, does go on. And uh, I'm sure John himself will probably say the same thing. So, um, yeah, th- this week we, we were due to be speaking to uh, Legal Eagle and member of the Twitter Addy, Sarah Jane Murphy. But unfortunately, Sarah fell ill and wasn't able to join us. So you're just stuck with me and the man of many names as we discovered at the start of this podcast. So yeah. Um uh, Merrill, you yes, I like the man of many names. You being the that's the best way to put this. The staunch, enthusiastic, lover of all things British politics. How do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel about Bojo being your next Prime Minister? Being my next Prime Minister? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. You, I'll ask you to withdraw that remark now, please.
0: <laughs> I will withdraw the remark. But in general, though, Boris Johnson and the circus, what do you reckon?
1: Absolute shambolic. <laughs> it is shambles. <laughs> David Cameron has a lot, a lot to take a blame for all this. He—where Where is he now? He's just legged it. He's legged it yeah. to go, go on and, and share the bed with a pig or something.
0: I was, I was literally about to say, I did not take up a career pig farming, but Sherlock. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, if anybody doesn't know what the story is with Dave Cameron and pigs, just Google David Cameron pig.
0: Yeah, we don't have the barrister on this episode to tell us whether we're being loyal right now or not,
1: so just Google, uh, yeah, it, yeah. Google unless, it. Unless David Cameron <laughs> is listening to us. Um, what is going on? Like It's an absolute shambles. This is a man who, who he's like um the Duke, is it the Duke of Edinburgh?
0: Philip? He's yeah, like I'm Philip. Yeah, mate Philip.
1: He's like Philo with all the gaffes that he makes, but he's 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 fifty one. Philo's like ninety nine or something.
0: Ninety nine. actually Philip would be Philip would be well into his nineties, wouldn't he? Oh, absolutely. Sure didn't
1: didn't he didn't he crash his range Rover and hit some woman?
0: Oh he did actually, yeah, that wasn't that was only in the last only recent enough as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was definitely in the last six months, yeah. Um yeah, I just I'm I I'm just I'm fascinated and yet Disgusted at the same time of, of this Boris Johnson crack purely because I'm kind of like, hang on, hang on, hang on a second. Have we learned nothing? Have like it's it's utterly mad that this man is going to potentially be the leader of Britain. That's crazy. But, and, and he's gonna be propped up by oh. the DUP.
1: <laughs> like some of <laughs> it's some of the stuff he has said in the past, like it's 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 almost along the lines of Trump, like
0: it, it's very much along the lines of Trump, like he's just yeah. he's he's not not uh he's not all there. I think is probably the best way important. Like I, I read an article today in the Times, um, what what's today Wednesday when we're recording this? Who knows? He may have actually imploded by the time this episode goes out, and he, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Jeremy Hunt might be on his way to being the Prime Minister of Britain. Who knows? But um. I read an article today about his ex assistant, written by his ex assistant, who was talking about uh, Boris Johnson's temper and what. Oh, uh, I see. How how angry he can get. And just, and uh, some of the stories that that she was mentioning and some of the the actions are just, it's kind of like, how in the name of God is this man going to be trusted to do anything where he's going to have opposition on the other side of parliament, opposition within his own party? he's going to face criticism from, He's like he, he was sacked, what paper was it he was sacked from for falsifying quotes? Was it, was it the Times actually? It probably was. <laughs> yeah, well, he was, was falsifying.
1: Time. He was making up stories and making up quotes and the people of Britain are going to have him as their leader. Like, do you think, do you think, and I'm sure they are sick to their stomach of general elections, but do you think if they had a general election that the Conservatives would be wiped and probably overtaken by the Brexit party?
0: No, no, No. I don't, to be honest with you. No, I think a lot was made of that Brexit party thing. But I think, in essence, if you look at it, I think somebody done a like for like kind of thing on Twitter. And it's like, if you take the number of UKIP members that were in the European Parliament, and UKIP was effectively wiped out. And then you take a couple of the Tory party who lost their seats. It equates to the number of Brexit the Brexit party members who are being elected. So it's kind of like that, that vote has more or less remained. Um, but it's just that it's channeled into a different area now as opposed to, you know, UKIP and the Tories. Here's Lupo, but you're not robbing me glasses, Claude Lupo. Stop I'm having a very serious conversation right now. <laughs> um, just
1: when we record on skype just to let the listeners know i can see when the dogs walk in and walk out of danny's room and it's hilarious
0: yeah they just come they in walk in
1: and see that there's no food in his hands and then they walk back out because the only loyalty they have is to food
0: that is 100 true that is it like you know I mean? <laughs> no. witnessed. I, I i had an ice cream pre-record and the two of them you, you would swear they were attached to me the second the ice cream finished they were gone
1: Danny, we did you watch the um, documentary on uh, Netflix about the two guys that do the dog shelter? No, no, I didn't. No. Did you hear about it? No. Ah, oh, what's it called? Know. Basically, two guys, um, uh, they are horse trainers, in right. show, like show jumping trainers in America. And they started just rescuing a few dogs then Hurricane Katrina happened and they were seeing it on the news unfold and they drove down with a load of trucks uh, to New Orleans where yeah. the, the major hit of that hurricane and they took in hundreds of dogs so they just the dogs basically take over their house they they've, they've so many dogs Um, i got to get the name of it Danny because it's it's a it's a great watch. Um, can't even remember their names, but, but well,
0: there, want to while you were trying to find that, I'll just uh confirm Boris Johnson was indeed sacked from the Times uh, for falsifying Times, Yeah, for falsifying quotes. Um, that's a nice way of saying he made a load of stuff up in a national newspaper. Um, <laughs> he did, he then went on to work for the Daily Telegraph after that, so he got sacked from the Times and then was hired by the Telegraph, which is why you can't trust the Telegraph, lads. <laughs> The oh, but people do that. yeah, they do. Um, you're you're the Carbonite though, aren't you? You'd love to see Jezza take over Parliament over there, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, big time. He's the he, only, he's the only man
0: for it. Even though he's an anti-Semite, he isn't an anti-Semite. He is. An you can't, anti-Semi. you can't
1: be, you can't be an empty, an, an empty. <laughs> you, can't you, an can't empty. An, you can't be an empty. You can't be an anti-Semite just because you don't agree with the state of Israel. That's not semitism
0: but it's not just that he
1: he he doesn't. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't uh, he doesn't mock the Jewish faith. He doesn't he doesn't mock the religion or anything like that. He is he is vehemently against the state Benjamin Netanyahu and his actions from the side of Israel. Not, not that's not that's anti semitic. Do you not anyway? Do you not think he's uh, he's being
0: a bit harsh on? Members of the Jewish community in any way, shape, or form now. Um, no. Did you just get something thrown at you there? Did you? Carlos just
1: <laughs> <laughs> Broski, the best broski got me a super split.
0: Love it! It's an ice cream, ice cream central on this show today, man. Although oh, we had, oh yeah, mine beforehand. You know uh, what am I gonna do? It's gonna be here, Melton. No, nah, just eat it, man. Just eat it. It's grand. Don't worry about it. People love that sort of stuff. They love hearing the noise of people eating down a microphone. I know microphone.
1: because someone is actually going to listen to this, and if they're on their walk, they're going to stop and they're going to, to get a super
0: split. split. Yeah, that's exactly true. I do. I am quite fond of a of a super split, To be fair, Sam. Um, sorry. So anyway, you you think Jeremy Corbyn um isn't in any way, shape, or form uh, anti-Jewish? No. I
1: think he's anti-Israel, and that doesn't make him uh, anti-Semitic. Okay, but well, I don't even
0: know if I want to get into this or not. At first I was like, oh, no, really? it's too heavy. I was like, I'll wind tomorrow Yeah, then I'm like, you're gonna wind
1: it. Yeah, I don't know. The the older you get, the more sociable you get, which I'm very happy about because I'll take the I'll take responsibility for that. No,
0: it's just that the older I get, Graham. Um, And it's not that I get more socialist, it's that I have the maturity to change every so often and and let my opinions uh, grow, unlike some people who stick with the same teenage ideology that they harboured many, many moons ago. And all I'm saying, well, I'm just saying there are people I know who have supported the IRA since they came out of the womb, and they still support the IRA today. Um, All I'm saying on Jeremy is that... uh, (laughs) It's true, man. It's i i i know people who when they they came out, uh, their wheels are green, white, and orange, and they've never changed. But anyway, look, that's that's irrelevant. I'm not I'm not I'm not <laughs> saying that's anyone I know in particular. I'm just, um, and Jeremy Corbyn is definitely linked to to Hamas and them lads. So anyway, look, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the IRA, yeah, of course, he, yeah, he is. He's 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 a balaclava selling, uh, Hamas loving, anti semite.
1: <laughs> Mask, Love and anti-semi. I'm going mad
0: about this dog documentary. I can't get the name of it. I don't worry. It'll come back. To oh, I got it. Life in the doghouse. Yeah, no, I haven't heard of it. I haven't, uh, I haven't watched it, but I probably will. Is it sad now? Because I can't be. Don't, don't be asking me to watch stuff where where bad things happen to dogs. Like even if it's a case that's a happy movie, but there's dogs that go no. to doggy heaven and all that. I can't be dealing Just
1: with that. If, if you're looking for something cute, um, and a little more realistic. The documentary life in the doghouse is a good bet. The inspiring story of a couple who separate or who operate a busy dog rescue out of their own house. Your jaw will drop at the lengths the pair go to just to save dogs.
0: Uh, Graham wasn't reading that at all. That was just his take on the uh, series or on the documentary rather.
1: I read that um, synopsis.
0: Yeah, I have to say, man, the way you're eating that soup, split, you're talented. <laughs> <laughs> Is it noisy? Um, no, no, it's actually you're actually being very good about it. Fair play to you. Fair play. Very discreet, Graham. Very discreet. Um, no, it's a
1: great documentary. It's a real feel good, real, real Sunday afternoon documentary. I think yeah. you'd enjoy
0: it. I'll give it a go. Yeah, I will give it a go. I do need more stuff to watch. I've um, I haven't, I haven't ventured into any series lately, to or any box sets lately. I haven't. I've been afraid to commit to things. You see, because can I, can I make a recommendation? Y- you can try. Yeah. Atypical on Netflix. You said this to me recently as well, actually. You did, yeah. I don't know. Brilliant. Such a feel good show. I don't know. See, I'm afraid to commit to anything because within the space of what, four weeks, uh, the Avengers franchise finished and so did Game of Thrones. And I wasn't ready for that, Graham. Emotionally, I was not ready for that. I wasn't ca- ready. And
1: ca- can you sum up your Game of Thrones experience in the last series, please?
0: Uh, Could you I do can. it in one, one word or one sentence? Uh, <sighs> perfectly whelmed. Not overwhelmed, not underwhelmed. Whelmed. Right. <laughs> you are whelmed. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, like I just thought... finale? Do you know what it was, right? And and I, I know, lads, that were about two months late talking about this, but... um. For anybody who didn't listen to last week's episode, we had to take an enforced break um, as I contracted some sort of uh, foreign viral infection while I was saving kids from Lebanon. Um it's ours, wasn't but, it? Uh, no, it was Lebanese uh, trench full. And oh, right. uh, it just got the better of me. But, yeah, I just thought, do you know what, we've had seven years of being told that, you know, the, the Night King... Is the big bad. And Cersei Lannister. Is the second big bad. And. I was just. In both cases. With with both scenes of how they were. And spoiler alert. Uh, if you haven't watched the Game of Thrones finale lads. Uh, how both of them are killed. Off and. Good one in inverted commas. I was like. Really? That's, that's all we get. Seven years of build up. And, and that's it. It was like. It's like meeting the girl you fancied for years in the nightclub. Chancing her arm and she finally, uh, finally agrees and goes, you know what, go on then. And your persistence has paid off and you've been after her for years and you get her home and all you do is unbutton your jeans and you've blown your muck and it's over. That I is the not
1: where that was going, Danny.
0: That is essentially how the final series in Game of Thrones, so all that build up. All that build-up, and the writers just, they bottled it. In my opinion. It was grand-like, but it you wasn't think, as good as it could have been. Do you think they could have waited until the book was finished? Ah, no, I don't. I've seen some people go on about that nonsense. like, would you ever fuck off, lads? Jesus Christ, like, you don't. No, I, I just think, I think they probably tried to cram too much into two. I think if they had actually just done it over two seasons, if they had done one season concentrating on the fight against the zombies or the White Walkers and how that all played out. And in the final, final season was basically the battle for King's Landing. But instead, they, like, done the battle against the White Walkers in one episode and the battle for King's Landing in a second episode. And it was like, really? You could have, like, easily got, like, eight or nine hours out of that and you chose to put it into 74 minutes. And, the, and now it just feels rushed. And, like, right, you've, the, the zombie dragon, right? The zombie dragon... I've got brain freeze. (gasps) I hate brain freeze, man. (sighs) Oh, brain freeze. I'm going to make this point and then remind me of brain freeze in a minute because I've got something good on that. Um, The zombie dragon, his fire is so powerful that he managed to break down the wall, right? Which is magic and built of fucking ice and all this. And that fire that he breathes breaks down the wall and then he's like battering entire villages with this zombie fucking fire from the dragon and all that. And then you get this scene where... Jon Snow screams at a dragon and hides behind a rock and the zombie dragon's blasting the rock out of it with fire. But the rock's just sitting there perfectly happy, not moving at all as if it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I was going to say, is
1: Dwayne the Rock Johnson in Game of Thrones? (laughs) Like
0: it was just, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, right, I know, look, it's, I know it's all make-believe and all and you have to suspend belief, but but there needs to be consistency here, lads. You can't have, you can't have magic zombie fire breaking everything apart, but then one little rock is strong enough to withstand.
1: Just doesn't... No. You lost me. Did you say, Did you say you had to have a bit of make-believe in Game of Thrones?
0: No, no. As in, like, it is make-believe and you have to kind of suspend belief. You know what I mean? Okay. You can't be going into Game of Thrones thinking it's a documentary, Graham. You
1: know <laughs> I mean? And was there any of the episodes where you watched it and you were like, wow, that was unreal?
0: Oh, you know, there were several bits where I was like, that was very, very good. But I just think... um the disappointments um just just they didn't make up for the disappointments for me i would give the series a a solid six out of ten when i i believe it could have been a good nine out of ten series
1: okay um atypical is a lot less um fantasy uh, fantasy (laughs) it's about just one of those uh it's like a comedy drama and it's focused on an 18 year old uh, with autism and how he gets uh, 17, 18 year old, how he gets around school with the level of, right. of autism he has. Right. And the troubles or the battles that his, his parents face and his sister face to adapt to his condition and stuff like that. And it's it's done really, really, really well. It's done. It's 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 really educating but it's also really easy and good to watch. There there there's two seasons, I think, ten episodes, tour seasons coming out, I think, in October. Um, and it's only like thirty minutes and episodes and they just you just fly by the series. I feel by the, I watched the series over two weekends. It was one of those series where you know you just didn't want to put down and just finish watching it.
0: Yeah, see I don't know. Sometimes I feel like those type of shows where the episodes are only 20-30 minutes long. I feel like I'm not getting banged me book there. Know
1: what I mean? Yeah, but if, if the series is good overall, I mean, I think this is a perfect, it's perfect at 30 minutes. Right. I think it's very perfectly done for 30 minutes and, and longer 45, 50 minutes could look like.
0: I don't know. See, I th- maybe it's just because the commuter lifestyle has me now that I'm kind of like, I get home, I do my few bits and then I know I've got an hour and a half or so to watch watch me a bit of telly. So if there's a match on, I'll watch the match. Otherwise, I want to get two good episodes or something in. Whatever I'm watching, I want to get two solid episodes in. And if, if I watch them little half-hour episodes, I lose the run of myself, you see. And, people, and always say
1: do, people always say do me bits, don't
0: they? They do, do me bits, yeah. yeah.
1: Like I me granny do, says, do me, says. me bits or do me messages.
0: Doomy, yeah, me messages. I think people of a certain vintage would say me messages. Yeah. Uh, I think me bits have stood the test of time. Certainly in areas that we're from, anyway.
1: Have you any um, views on Dr. Noel Fitzpatrick, the super vet? Uh,
0: I haven't watched... No- I've only seen him in interviews. I've never watched an episode of the show at all. He's a and, mad thing. And I kind of find he's a... I was going to say, he comes across as, like, you know... A, a man who in another lifetime, would have been sanctioned. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. Like, I've watched the show Super Supervet loads of times, and,
1: uh, I mean, it looks like he does 10, 12-hour shifts and
0: all. I would say that's common for the vet now. All right. Yeah, I, I'm just trying His to His heart think. must be broke when he has to put a dog down. What? Ah, will you? St- don't be doing
1: that he, try, he tries his best all the time, he does. folks fuck's sake. He tries his best
0: all the time to save them and... Yeah. Well, I think and, any, any, it any gives vet... that gives them bionic legs and all. Any vet worth their salt would, would be doing that, Graham. I don't think you need a TV show to be... You know what I mean? Yeah. Paul but McCartney... Pa- Paul McCartney down in uh, Ark Vet and and Dunleary. As far as I'm concerned, he's a saint and he should be made a saint long before fucking Teresa or fucking... Pope John Paul or any of the lads that are up for fucking Saint to us by the Vatican now
1: isn't there loads of controversy about Mother Teresa
0: yeah she was a wagon
1: and is there any any like is there any lo- long length article about
0: that oh Jesus there's loads there's documentaries about it and all the one that convinced me was the one where they found out uh, she'd she'd bring a couple of the lads in she'd be like oh come on come on we'll get the Domino's meal deal for two in and she'd eat it for herself the bitch you for real Obviously, you don't have dominoes in Calcutta, Graham. <laughs> I obviously didn't believe you.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm right there. and you're doing the wave and the expression, and you're like, "Come yeah. on, bring in the dominoes." No, I
0: just, I just think she, she apparently she was a bit of a, a bit of a bitch, Graham. Yeah, I can see she's dead. I can't you? Can't liable the dead. Um. Well, yeah. It's
1: mad how it, it only really came out when she died. But
0: you see, isn't this the cult of personality? This goes back a bit to Boris Johnson, isn't? Isn't this the whole cult of personality piece? That people, a persona is built around this person and they get all their followers. And then the second that somebody scratches the surface and goes, oh, fucking hang on a second, you're actually a bollocks. Yeah. And all the supporters rally around it, and they're like, fucking fake news or whatever they cried in Calcutta back in 96. And uh, you know what I mean? And that's that's how they get away with it. Like, some, some of them, go, I have to Jesus, I'm not going to
1: name any names because he's still alive, he or she is still alive. But that happened. I love how you added it.
0: or she. Just.
1: <laughs> that happened to me. I was doing voluntary work about four years ago. And I met this guy and I, well, I gave it away to man. Uh, <laughs> and I seen, I, I, I knew his face. I was like, how the fuck do I know his face? Where do I know his face from? And I seen him on TV a lot and all that. And I was thinking, oh, Jesus. We were doing the podcast at the time, actually. Mm. I was thinking this might be... This lad might be a good guest for a podcast. And, um... He was an insufferable arsehole.
0: A bit like yourself then.
1: Yeah, a bit like myself. But he, he always came across... And all, people always respected him. And, you know, he always came across as a saint and all. But he was just... He just... He was in... For me, he was in it for the wrong reasons.
0: I think that's the case with a lot of people. I think... Th- th- like... They probably start out with good intentions, yeah. You know? But then somewhere along the line, they just... I don't know. And then there's also the side. And it's like now they're probably always an, unsur- an insufferable iris. Like um, I, I don't know. We, I just, we, I, we were we were actually doing an interview with somebody, and he interrupted. He he walked in the door. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. <laughs> I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> You leave uh, it there. Tell us the story about brain freeze. Sorry, I will now in a second. Just the whole your Mother Teresa thing there. There's um, yeah. One, I remember one of the big things about it was this whole thing of uh, she she'd baptize people on their deathbeds, and it was kind of like, what? yeah, yeah, she she baptised them into Christianity or Catholicism into uh, while they're on their deathbeds, like, and it's kind of like, well, hang on, no, you that you can't do that. Like you can't just. What? Oh, they're unconscious, are And it's that holy water there. And what was the point in that? Because yeah. well, there's another fucking soldier for God, isn't it? You know what I mean? That kind of nonsense. She's building the numbers of the church. Tr- the church tr- tr- don't give a shit if they get you at your last breath or if they get you at your first breath. They get you and they're like, "Oh, that's another number for us." Air charity status is safe for another year. Are you for real? Yeah, one hundred percent. So that's what she was doing. She was she was doing forced uh forced conversions. To, uh, to to her fucking strand of whatever made-up nonsense it was. And uh, there was other sort of stuff like questionable medical practices or whatever, like, in the sense of the treatment that people got wasn't really all that great. You know what I mean? Um, but there was loads of stuff, loads of stuff about her that I, I'm almost certain if you just Google, like, Mother Teresa criticism or Mother Teresa abuse or something, you'll get loads of articles on her. And I'm, I'm fairly certain they had, like, fucking... They were trying to fastball her for the, to be a saint or whatever. And yeah, they did, yeah. And then all this stuff started to break. Was she actually... made? Was she? I think uh, she was, yeah. She was sainted. What's the word for being made a saint? Is be, Now, beatified is blessed, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I can't know what the word is. But, um, yeah, I think if you're beatified, you're blessed. And you become blessed, whatever. And that's, like, one away from being a saint. And, and it's right. Really,
1: is there,
0: there no any documentaries had, about it? I'm sure there is, yeah, I'm sure there is. But you have to have two proven, I love this, proven miracles in order to be made a saint. That's what the, the Catholic Church deems. So if somebody comes and says, uh, Mother Teresa performed a miracle on me, the Catholic Church would be like, what was it, my child? And they'd be like, I used to be right-handed and she blessed me and I became fucking ambidextrous. And then I became a world-class guitar player and I made millions and I gave it all away to charity. They'll be like, that is a fucking miracle. Come on and we go check this out. And they'll go off and they'll launch a, an investigative team of priests, which is the Catholic equivalent of the Ellen Coins of the world. And <laughs> uh, they'll go and they'll do a big mad investigation and they'll bring their findings back to this fucking council of velvet wearing mad things in the Vatican. They all sit around and have a read of it. And at the end of the day, is that a miracle? Or was it just a really impressive action? <laughs> It, and it's, it's absolutely a, nonsense it's, isn't it? it's insane man insane so I don't is know this, if she got is her two miracles
1: canonised does it the saint
0: oh that king. could be it that, that could be it I, 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 I've canonized. no idea I I, I I remember some things about religion other things I just don't and I've no no desire or want to ever pick them back up do you know that way like yeah uh, no I think it's but, uh, I think it's canonization, alright yeah I think you, you could be onto something with that now I don't know but Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody will tell us. I'm sure somebody will tweet it. It's Either an an, an, though, an angry Catholic or somebody who's who's like ourselves will tell us anyway. Yeah,
1: someone tweeted some Mother Teresa facts. Like
0: yeah,
1: yeah. not not good ones.
0: <laughs> if Mother if Mother Teresa performed a miracle on you, let us know. At, at WPS. <laughs> <At WPSpod. laughs> Or, or the father Hastings performed a miracle on you as well. <laughs> Look, let's make him a saint as well Will we because they'll fucking give yeah. anybody that fucking title. Anyway. you, you uh, come
1: across as a saint in Ballybrack Boys. I tell you what, I tell you.
0: That's <laughs> your freeze, brain freeze. Brain freeze. So, right, just because you said Netflix shows as well. There's a new show on Netflix. It's a, it's a game show, quiz show, where people have the chance to win a million dollars, right? But they're basically kept awake for 24 hours, and then they may do a load of tasks when they're sleep-deprived, and it's fucking brilliant. What? Right? Yeah, right? So like for Black t- Mirror or something? Oh, it's hilarious. So for tw- they're, they're brought into a room, right? Um, and for 24 hours, they have to sit there counting quarters, and they're not allowed to sleep. And then at the end of the 24 hours, they have to sa- And they're only allowed to count it in their head. They're not allowed to write it down or anything like that, right? So at the <laughs> end of the 24 hours, they have to say, I counted... 14,574 dollars in quarters and they're like all right brilliant thanks very much for that and how close you are to how much you actually counted will will either go for you or go against you in the game show when they're trying to win the million and there's various things you have to do so like one of the things you have to do is drink a joint. you know like a giant slushy like a slush puppy and they have they have to drink as much of that as possible in 60 seconds which is basically forcing them to get brain freeze while they're sleep deprived, and they're just oh. falling over and in bits. It's fucking gold. It's gold. Wait, so sleep, what's it called? Can't remember. It's it's new though. It's new. It's definitely a new thing. Like, um, it's well worth a look just to see the, the mad shit people doing. Are sleep deprived? Like, just mad. And um, the first episode, I won't tell you it's a spoiler. I'll, I'll tell you this next week when you both have a chance to watch it. I know. Just tell us. The first episode is it like i remember
1: the bbc did something on um the sleep clinic
0: and oh, was a, like it's it's more of a comedy thing. it's almost like it's let's laugh at all these people and at the end of it they might walk away with a few bob
1: yeah no i know but i'm i'm, I'm just saying that years ago when <laughs> when john had to stay in the sleep clinic
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a document <laughs>
1: I remember around that same time the BBC did a documentary and they were watching people sleep you know and people were like people were like attacking themselves on the bed and they were falling out of bed and they were hooked up to all these wires and they were walking around the bed and I just pictured that that was (laughs) Jono.
0: We've gone inside baseball again. Uh, For people who don't know my brother Jono were yeah, he had to go to a sleep clinic. Uh, I think we been in a Vincent's Hospital years ago, and uh, he has sleep apnea. Um, and myself and Graham have had the sofa <laughs> shared in our room with John at various times throughout our lives, as has uh, my mate James Flanagan. And uh, it, it's it's
1: <sighs> it's an experience. It's actually better uh, since um, he was diagnosed so to speak he
0: has, he's he, he, has him him so he, he sleeps with this kind of mask thing well don't just say anybody who sleep apnea and is being diagnosed they recommend getting this thing uh, I thought when he
1: when he, when he told me he had, I thought he meant that condition where he can he can just fall asleep on the bus or the oh, like, like
0: yeah, like yeah, yeah but that's the thing until he was diagnosed he used to just like you'd be talking to him and then would just hear and he would be like Johno, and would be like what <laughs> you you were snoring just no fucking wasn't no man like, like you want you you there's drool on your chin man you were asleep for about six seconds there no I wasn't I, like Dead. you could you just couldn't like ah oh, brilliant but anyway so I don't know why we got a fit of the giggles there to be honest with you but it was oh, beautiful. I don't know. I loved every second of it um yeah I don't know I love the kind of documentaries into uh, like sleep deprivation and all that like it's it's like the things you do when you're sleep deprived is like, have you ever been like so tired that like it's happened to me before. Right? I went to see you two in Belfast there a couple of years ago and I went up and back in the same day and it was about two in the morning, three in the morning when I got home. And I remember like turning off the M50 to turn down Cherrywood to go into the Brack, And I just remember going, I, I don't remember anything from about the airport until now really yeah like i woke like cubes was with me and i woke. she was asleep in the passenger seat and i woke her up and i was like i i generally don't know how we got here i'd like like i was terrified i was like was i asleep like was i was i or was it just this driving like yeah i just i genuinely i had no record don't remember passing the airport i don't remember passing through the toll bridge i don't remember any of it I literally woke up after turning off at Junction 16 on the M50 and being like, how the fuck did I get here? Ah, fuck off that. Like, it was just, um, sleep deprivation, man, when you're really tired, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember my dad used to be doing, like, fucking 16-hour fucking shifts or whatever, and, like, you'd come home and you'd have a conversation with you, and you'd say to him the next day, come here, do you remember you were talking about, no? You'd be like, what? Just, I just was... full on, like, it's mad. I remember when I was in France
1: playing uh, with the wheelchair rugby team and we the, the, the final games were on a Saturday mm. and we left the town on a Saturday night at 10 o'clock and we are in a minibus to drive eight hours. Well, we had to catch a flight at eight o'clock in the morning. So we were literally driving from 10 o'clock to eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I was terrified the driver was going to fall asleep and not off all the time. So I was staying up, and uh, I was like calling the driver every every forty five minutes. Or I was I was going like this, <laughs> I was coughing. So he wouldn't fall asleep, and there was like five lanes of traffic over there in their motorway. Yeah, and we stopped off, and he he got loads of Red Bull and all. But I remember getting home then. So we got home into Dublin at about midday on the Sunday but I'd feck all sleep, came home, my whole family were having a big session um, and then we, uh, Dino came over uh, to the house and I'm lying down on my bed and he's sitting on my chair and he's talking to me and I'm, I'm asleep, but I'm kind of answering him, but I'm asleep yeah. and I was the snores were actually waking me up.
0: Yeah, it's mad. And he's like, like here, been... I'll,
1: I'll, I'll fucking leave you. That's, that's the worst tiredness I ever got. Yeah,
0: I just, I, I don't, I... Oh, the worst tiredness I ever got. Oh, that's a cool question. Actually, if anybody else has like just mad stories when they just went, like for whatever reason, you went fucking ages without sleep and just something weird happened, tweet us and let us know. Because I think these are, like, like festivals. When you used to go to music festivals and you'd only get about two hours sleep across the entire weekend. And it would be, you know, you'd go to whatever stage the band you wanted to see were on, but it was a shit band on before them. And you'd just be like, I'll lie down in the grass here and everything will be all right. And
1: I like, was actually all right. I remember going to the lecture picnic and I ended up sleeping in my car because, well, the first night I stayed in my tent. But the second and third night, I ended up pushing myself up to the car at about five in the morning. Yeah. I just couldn't. I could just couldn't Yeah. Yeah, You
0: didn't need sleep. Yeah. I, don't I was know like, lads, is. I've had enough of this. This is game over. I'm going up to my bed. i already going up to my car i think i said it on this podcast recently enough actually uh, we went to oxygen one year and i think we i don't even think we made we made some of us got through the kind of friday night but saturday the majority of us went home myself benny Norris, joe reed ian Walsh. I'm, I, yeah benny Norris benny god bless benny Norris. i don't know if he listen to the podcast or not i think he lives in canada no? now no i just i think he lives in canada now so he might oh. as well be um <laughs> but he, I think he had to get brought to the hospital by Joe Reed or something like that. Joe actually texted me after I talked about this on the podcast. I'm almost certain. <laughs> Penny on the Friday night had to get brought to the hospital because he was just fucking belubed. <laughs> so he got brought to the General or whatever. Joe came back and he was like, oh, I'm gone. I'm out of here. I'm almost certain on the Saturday day. And I was like, fuck this. I'm gone as well. That's hilarious. Was it Oxygen 2006 or 2007? I think you was. said it was Oxygen 2006. Yeah. Because yeah, that's of the next down there. Yeah, it was just... And then I mentioned was, the, the Last Witness as well. The Last Witness, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Fucking hell, man. That was a long time. Witness was probably about 2004, 2005, I'd say, was it? They were great gigs, though. They were, they were. Oasis, I think, were headlining that, were they? Yeah, on No Doubt, wasn't it? No Doubt. No Doubt were deadly, actually. Yeah, they we're never being yeah. like, pleasantly Prodig- surprised by how good they were.
1: Prodigy, Green Day and the Frames were on the Saturday. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But, um... They, the auction we were at, actually... Um, when the main acts were over, do you remember about one AM James Brown came out? No. On the main don't stage. Remember don't remember yeah. that at all, no. I think I think I think Muse were playing the headline acts for Saturday, yeah, but then yeah. James Brown was playing as well. He just came out after Muse at about midnight.
0: Just randomly instead. Yeah.
1: No, I don't think it was randomly, but he wasn't announced as a headline act. He was announced as an act. And he came out on stage at about half eleven, half eleven,
0: twelve, yeah. Hell, yeah, no, no no memory of that at all now. Probably yeah, because I hope was, I'm not lying. Someone will tell me I'm lying, but Probably because I was, I was sleep deprived or whatever. Um, I read this mad thing about uh, the domino effect earlier this week. And uh, this isn't a pizza joke, by the way. This, <laughs> yeah, this, I not Yeah, joke. no, no, no. Like that whole <laughs> thing of like, one one event sparks a chain of events that like, none of those subsequent events could have happened without that first spark happening you know what i mean mm. so one of them was uh, in the now there's probably a star Trek nerd who was watching or listening and will fucking tweet us very angrily in their nerd cling on to tell us how wrong i am about some of the details here but just fucking bear with me the general gist is right mm-hmm. some act- actress was brought in to to play some character in star trek uh, to try and boost ratings um, and whatever happened with the whole thing on Star Trek she, I think she found out that her husband had been cheating on her or whatever she divorced him that guy went on to become the democrat nomination for a presidential election and just before he was put forward a load of kind of stuff came out about the kinky things that he was into so the Democrats dropped them and they put Barack Obama up instead. So without Star Trek struggling in the ratings and hiring this actress to try and boost their ratings, Obama never would have been president. Wow. You don't seem as impressed by that as I was. I was fascinated by that. <laughs> you don't seem
1: impressed as I was. I don't oh, know, wow. Well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> firstly the delay before you wowed was a dead giveaway (laughs) i I read that and i was like isn't that i was waiting for the punchline there's no punchline it's generally just a domino effect so it's that whole thing of like the 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 theory of gabriello Princip, the whole serbian black hand and the assassination of archduke franz ferdinand and how if gabriello princep hadn't done what he done and the archduke hadn't been assassinated potentially there would have been no world war one which means potentially there would have been no Adolf Hitler, no Jewish Holocaust, no World War II, no uh, subsequent fucking Vietnam Wars and Gulf Wars, no 9-11. And that that was, what was, Franz Ferdinand? The, the assassination of the Archduke Franz Ferdinand by Gabriello Princeb. Did he predict a riot? That's the Kaiser Chiefs, you fucking beller. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Do you know what would have been? If you had done a take me out joke, it would have been far better. Oh, you botched that, man. You botched that worse than them boys botched Franz Ferdinand's assassination. That's all I've I done saying. that on purpose. You didn't do it on purpose, Grant. Until next week. <laughs> you thought you, t- you were being brilliant there, and you f- It worked out better, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: worked out better than your story. Jono in a sleep clinic (laughs) Oh for fuck's sake man
0: (laughs) Where would you get O from Some other fucking nerd will tweet And they'll be like I agree with Danny That's fascinating I can't wait to find out more And I'll I'll direct them To the several places they can find out this information Lovely I hope they do You you and your nonsense man All you are interested in is the fucking history of Jerry Adams Pubes and the IRA That's all you fucking care about Pubes? Yeah you, all you want to know is when Jerry hit puberty and his beard fucking kicked in. That's all you care about. You don't care about the culture or the history of the world. You're just a... You're a thug, Merrigan. I'm not a thug, I am not. I, I'm not. Withdraw that comment immediately. I am not. Merlo. Yes? Where can people find all previous 183 episodes of this fine award-winning podcast presentation? They can just
1: search WTS Pod on any podcast provider Apple po- Podcasts, Apple Stitcher. Apple <laughs> podcasts Do you say Stitcher. Apple Podcasts? You went to say Apple Podcasts, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Republic, oh, and really Spotify, bad. and anywhere you can get one. You can go to our uh, website, WTSPod.com, to listen. You can go to our Twitter at WTSPod. And um, we have a Facebook page that's not really used, but go to anyway for facebook.com forward slash wtspod Ireland. Uh, he's at Danjo Mori. I'm at Marygamania. And um, there will be a live show at the end of the year. Watch this space.
0: Oh. 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 Is that all they're giving
1: them? Yep, that's all. Watch this space. Very well then. Gabriella will be there.
0: There's a couple of broken hearts in Ballybrack who will either be thrilled or very upset to hear that.
1: Yeah, Gabriella doesn't know that she'll be there
0: yet, but she will be there. We're, put, <laughs> we're putting the call in. We're hoping she's not in the chlamydia clinic that day. And she's gonna be. <laughs> she's gonna be with us. <laughs> I mean,
1: we'll get Gabriella um, to shave her legs this time. <laughs>
0: yeah, la- last time she was a thundering disgrace. God bless her. Uh, Keep her
1: facial furniture, but shave the beer, or shave the legs.
0: Look, it says more about the people of Ballybrack than it does about her that she still managed to poll three times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Betty. So, um, Grant, that was very well done, Graham, and I quite enjoyed your apple pie reference. But until ne- Oh, we have a returning guest next week. We do. We do have a returning guest. Fuck it, you know what I'll just say. Lads, it's a guy called Ervin Mutchnik coming on. We had him on the podcast before. Give the previous episode ever much Nick a listen because uh, we're going to be talking all things George Gibney and just mad shit like that and it's well worth fascinating topic and everybody's coming he's, he's want... telling us that he's got major developments for us so in relation to the George Gibney case so that's... Yeah, we'll be chatting to him exclusively before he comes to Ireland where he will be talking to uh, big and serious news media outlets but before he talks to them he'll be talking to us because yeah. we're sounder we're right american it's been a pleasure and until next week Here is full hearts can't lose too sweet come on boris come on boris you can <laughs> bella